Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death. I'm the girlfriend, Cindy. With me, as always, is Josh. Hi. He's trying to scare me through his favorite thing ever, horror movies. And sometimes it comes pretty damn close, and sometimes I just really like it. Every month we pick a topic and we watch movies throughout the horror and thriller genre. This month it is Toys That Come Alive. We started the month off with Child's Play. Child's Play. Obviously. We done, last week was Magic. And then we did, well it was Child's Play, Dolls, Dolls, Magic. Magic. And now, welcome to... Dolls the 1987, not, I guess there was one in the 90s. Dead Silence. Dead Silence. Now last week you said this one is is probably going to, it's going to kill me. It's going to be the killer. I said, if any of the movies this month scare the shit out of you, it's probably going to be this one. Well, <laughs> nope. So it's, what is it? It's a something Wong, and it's scary, and it uh, came out in the millennium. What? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that was low-key racism. It was not, because isn't one of the director or writer's last name Wong? No, it's not. Okay, then maybe it was <laughs> low-key racist. And I mean, I you're, not, you're not far wrong. Um I'm gaslighting you right now. Um, Son of a bitch. So today we're here talking about Dead Silence, released, <laughs> released, Dead released Silence. March 16th, 2007. It is rated R, and it is a lengthy one hour and 29 minutes My long. favorite type of movie. Yeah, uh, doesn't ever say it's welcome. This movie is... Is? Well, let's talk about this real fast. Let's talk about... 2007. Cast your mind 2007. Back. I had just moved to West Virginia. That was my first year here. I was a supervisor in a call center. Yeah, my first year teaching here was 0708. Yeah. I was a supervisor in a call center, and I won. I had. So you were living the dream. Yeah. Income inbound, not outbound. I didn't, we didn't call people. Um, I started with. Billy Blank's Tybo shit. Ooh. Yeah. Now, why would people... Oh, to order about it. <laughs> and the firm and whatnot. I, I think my favorite one was... There was a Charlton Heston Reads the Bible VHS collection. That, oh, that's always that at the thrift store. Yeah. And there was also a Johnny Cash Talks About Trains thing. <laughs> yeah, it was... Man. Johnny living, Cash living Talks the, the room. And then I had switched to Javali Coffee and Tea. That's, I think, in 2007. I was Javali... Javali... Premium copies in two. With its own carafe. Um, but the world in 2007. Was, what was happening in 2007, uh, y'all? Nancy Pelosi was elected Speaker of the House in 2007. Fast forward, still there. Uh, yeah. It's a whole other issue. Hello. Go ahead. Steve Jobs introduced the iPhone that year. Uh, yeah. Um, I had an addiction of mine and the rest of the world began. Tumblr launched. Oh, yeah. Weirdly, you know... There's moments when you're like, I remember exactly where I was when this happened. Okay, this is one of them when Tumblr launched? Yes. No. <laughs> this next one. What? The Virginia Tech shooting. Oh, wow. I was at a McDonald's in Hauger Boulevard having lunch with Tail <sighs> McCrary. What's up, bro, if you're hearing this? But, and we were Stop watching it this. on TV, and I was like, holy shit, there's like, that dude's shooting up that yeah. campus. A very famous poet, Nikki Giovanni, uh, was a professor there, and I believe what you know, what she wrote about the terror and how scared they all were. It it was it was pretty fucking chilling. 
Mm-hmm. Mental disease is no joke. Guys. Another moment that happened that year that I I can remember exactly where I was when I found out. I was standing because I think 2007's year I went back to college at West Virginia State. It had to be because I was standing by the clock tower on State's campus Uh-oh. when my friend Caleb called me and told me that Chris Benoit was dead. And then we found out that he had murdered his family and then killed himself. That's a that wrestling a, also 2007. performer. Uh, and then 2000, the end of 2007, that December, is when the uh, housing crisis and yeah. the whole 2008 recession began. So, began fun fact, Cindy moved to West Virginia in June of 2007, and we put our house on the market in July of 2007. <laughs> and then the housing market burst, and we were fucked. Okay, it's funny now. No, it's not. It's, uh, we, we lost a lot of money. It's fine. It's fine. So deaths that year, other than the housing market, uh, were... And my retirement fund, uh, am I right? Yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow, the wrestler, Anna Nicole Smith, oh, Hurt Vonnegut, and Igmar Bergman, the famous wow. filmmaker. And the new words, or new word of that year... Oh, yeah. Fleek? Of, no, that's... That's not that old. Hashtag. Oh. Were yeah. we using flat, like hashtags when, during like MySpace in those years? No. I didn't think so. That was, Up until 2007, it was a pound key. Yeah. That mother still calls it that. Yeah. No, actually, that mother still uses that as to mean like pounds, like in like short, like in stenography, like buy two pounds of beef, she'll put two pound sign beef. Okay. I still use the hashtag before I write numbers. Mm-hmm. So as a number sign. Number sign. I'm like, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Keep Wait. it alive. Um, okay. Who is in this movie? Well, this movie is directed by super famous now director James Wan. I just said. <laughs> you said Wong. And Wong Wan. <laughs> Wong Wong. W-A-N. You and your West Virginia accent said it the same. <laughs> you and Wong. You and Claire Wong. from Silence of the Lambs. Uh, he also gets a story credit on this movie. Uh, James Wan, you would know him best as the director of the first Saw movie. As the director mm. of Death Sentence, that Kevin Bacon revenge movie that's good as fuck. Uh, Insidious 1 and 2. The Conjuring one. These aren't making me thrilled. And Aquaman. Oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> my interest is peaked again. I mentioned that to my dad the other day. I was like, oh, James Wan, the guy who did like The Conjurings and Aquaman. And my dad's like, those Conjuring movies are awesome. The Aquaman movie is pretty fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was written by his longtime collaborator, Lee Whannell, who also wrote The Conjuring movies. The Saw movies, the Insidious movies, who would go on to write and direct Upgrade and The Invisible Man from last year. These so, two are basically the 21st century Hollywood by way of Australia horror royalty. And we love them. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, this keeping the. Australian vibe alive. Because <laughs> that's the official noise. Yeah. 
That's the that's the official Australian. Keep in Australia. Yeah. So, Ryan Quanton plays Jamie Ashen. Of course, an Australian male's name is Jamie. Yeah. Well, no, his name's Ryan. The character in the movie is named Jamie. Same. You know him as mm-hmm. Jason Stackhouse from True Blood. Mm, oh, yeah. I didn't... Yeah, I know you're talking about. The, the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I know you're talking about. Uh, Amber Vallette is in this. She's Ella, Ella Ashen. She was in Hitch. Uh, I saw Hitch. This movie also stars... I saw Hitch in theaters. Donnie fucking Wahlberg. Okay. A few fun facts about Cindy. I hate the Wahlbergs and everything Wahlberg. Then you're going to low-key enjoy this movie. (laughs) Mark Wahlberg killed a guy. Uh, You know what? Go ahead. He's not his brother Donnie. Mm -hmm. He's not. Yeah. So this one, is this one Donnie or Mark? It's Donnie. Former new kid on the block. But he was not the one I liked. Donnie Wahlberg. Fun fact, I liked uh, Danny because nobody else really liked him. And I was like, cool, I got a better chance with him. That's Y'all, I was eight. That was my exact thought, except the get with him part about the Ninja Turtles. Because I remember being <laughs> a kid, and everyone was like, Donatello's stupid. And I was like, he's smart, and he is not my favorite, because no one else seems to like him. Exactly. And then as I grew up, I found out like a lot of kids took that stance. So like Donatello's got this weird following. Because um, a lot that... of kids were like, everyone shits on Donatello. Now he's the brains of the operation. Now that we're... Uh, middle-aged Danny is the one who has aged the nicest I think like yeah he grew into it I'm gonna out myself by saying I have not kept up with any of the new kids except for Donnie Wahlberg well why would you you've got me I can just keep you informed no big deal Um, NBD babe yeah so as we said the old DW Donnie Wahlberg Mm -hmm. you would know him from New Kids on the Block Mm -hmm. Saw 2 uh, and the movie Ransom. <laughs> There's and, also... And... And... The movie... I See Dead People. That was him in the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it was. Michael Fairman plays Henry Walker. He was in Mulholland Drive. Uh, Bob Gunton is Edward Ashen. He is the warden from The Shawshank Redemption. Okay. So, I know of that character. I can't yeah. place the face, though. I, he's like one of those actors that when you see him, you're like, oh, that fucking guy. Okay. Like, he's kind of a dick and everything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and Judith Roberts plays Mary Shaw. Mm-hmm. She was in Eraserhead. She was in You Were Never Really There. Or You Were Never Really Here. And she was in Death Sentence. Again, an underappreciated Kevin Bacon revenge movie directed by James Wan. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, this is the part of the show where Josh shows me a poster from the film, and I try to figure out the nuances and explain what I believe the movie is to come. Jesus Christ, Josh! <laughs> How it's a marionette doll. Or ventriloquist doll. And then there's like a dead woman zombie hand going shh. And it says, you scream, you die. From the writers and director. From the writers and director and producers of Saw. That's, I don't like how they did that. 
They pluralize, singular pluralize. They should have said, from the creators of Saul. I think this movie is going to be about um, a really successful ventriloquist act, and then um, you find out that the human part of the ventriloquist act is a dead body, and the dummy is this is like a demon, and that's like the whole act is that he's inside the ventriloquist dummy, and then he reanimates the body. I would pay to see that movie. You say that every week. <laughs> you need to change it up. Um, my prediction mm-hmm. is this movie is going to scare the ever-loving shit out of you. So we're not watching it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Or we are. Okay, where can I find this? Amazon? Uh, I own the Blu-ray. <laughs> Okay. So, so that's what we'll be doing, but it's you can get it on like you might have to pay to rent it, but it's, it's Is it worth there. it? You said it's the it's the lesser of all the ones that they're known for. I yeah, I would say it's their biggest failure as a film, which is odd that that's the one we're starting with. But is it deservingly it, so a failure? Like it, oh yeah, there's some problems. I mean, there are definitely problems, but there's studio problems and we'll talk about those after the fact. All right. But the James Wan and Lee Winnell, what they do is scare people, and they do it very God well. Damn it! So it's taken three seasons, and here we go. Even though this I do is have a do not probably of all their horror stuff, probably the weakest link. It's just so pretty good. I faint very easily. There can be a lot of dolls in this one. See, like dolls don't freak. Oh, fuck, I don't. Okay. Mind the doors. Jamie? ghost story around here about a woman named Mary Shaw. The ventriloquist who lost her voice. Back when I was a boy, the little boy went missing. There was only ever one suspect, Mary Shaw. She was murdered. The men cut out her tongue. And this town has been plagued by death ever since. Families found without their tongues. She was buried with her doll collection. The children, as she called them. Somebody dug them up. All 100 of them. They came back. They didn't stay dead. Or she'll rip your tongue out at the scene.
Hey guys, welcome back from watching the movie Dead Silence um, with Donnie Wahlberg, not Jordan, Danny, John, or Joey. Jordan, what's Jordan's last name? I keep wanting to say Catalano. Catalano Jordan Knight. Yeah, Catalano was half of my so-called life, right? Yes. It was Jared Leto's character? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what I always say to my kids when they say, like, well, how old are you? And I say, well, I know this guy, bing, and it's not James Franco, and it's uh, Jared Leto. Like, his name is Jordan Catalano, and they all know him from, is it Imagine Dragons or whatever that, yeah. 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah, and um, <laughs> Imagine Dragons. whatever. And as the, uh, I guess, he was he a joker at some point? He was in the... People know him from that. Yeah, the recent, he was the joker prior to Walking Phoenix's Joker. He's the one that everyone hated because he had, like, grill teeth and mm-hmm. all the tattoos. And yeah, he was, was like, like a punk, like a skater yeah, boy. Everyone was like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean... I would agree. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's whatever. So this movie was about... Um, this movie was about uh, a vaudeville ventriloquist woman who is killed... And her spirit exacts revenge on all the people and their families who killed her. Done. Okay. That yeah. was succinct. Uh, IMDb has it as a young widower returns to his hometown to search for answers to his wife's murder, which may be linked to the ghost of a deceased ventriloquist. Can we Perfect. talk about how you really up the scare factor when you make it the ghost of a ventriloquist? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not just a normal ghost. So I had some This movie actually scared the shit. This movie scared the, 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 the it had jump the thing that scares me are jump scares and jump scares will always scare me. And they these had some excellent ones. And uh, if that's your thing, then this movie's for you. But if you want a movie that makes sense in any other way, this movie is not for you. Um, Where did that lantern come from? There are some plot holes. It's because the they the studio axed the film down like, and, and kind of took it over this is okay so this is lot, the, what, some the best of the exposition got. stuff has been taken out i want to take a second and point and out just sit right there and tell me how you became the prince of a town called bel-air exactly thank but you to tell the listener if they didn't watch the movie which i'm not sure why you would listen if you haven't watched the movie because you're one of our moms <laughs> my mom does not listen no, to this. mine does um but it, it, let's say that you didn't watch it. Right. Just what? so you're aware mm-hmm. that the ventriloquist ghost is Mary Shaw. <laughs> That's her name. And she has 101 dolls. Like, Correct. And she lives through the dolls. Mm-hmm. And how she gets you, like her modus operandi, if you will. Is you scream and she rips out your tongue. Yeah. And then and she you- adds it to her tongue collection, which is in her mouth. Which then allows her to speak with your voice. Right. And then you become a little ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, she turns you into a ventriloquist dummy. Right. Uh, and so, and yeah, and so your corpse is left with like this big gaping mouth and it's super gross and creepy. I will say this is a really incredible idea for a scary movie and a scary movie monster. Why do you say that? I mean, it just is, right? It's a ventriloquist ghost who rips your tongue out. Adds it to her tongue mm-hmm. in this crazy, creepy, long tongue situation. Mm-hmm. 
and then she has an army of little dolls that she could take over in con- time. I guess, like, yeah. In, in concept. In theory, this is a sound, amazing idea for a horror film. Right. I think there's some of the execution is lacking, and I would not put it on the filmmakers. I would put it on studio interference because I believe James Wan and Lee Winnell have said this is the only film they, they kind of ever made mm-hmm. post their huge, like, we made Saw, that the studio kind of stepped in and took over fucked him over <laughs> like they did on like say death sentence which is not a horror film but it's like an action revenge movie starring kevin bacon and is awesome okay they fucked him over on um like the marketing kind of just didn't do a whole lot of marketing to let people know what the movie was this they really stepped in and started demanding like script changes and then things be changed like after they've been shot, it it was kind of and so it had to be kind of pieced back together. Yeah, so I, uh, they mm-hmm. both look at it as I know Lee Winnell especially looks at it as like this movie. This movie started as his baby, but he doesn't recognize parts of it now. It's like a whole thing. This movie, I don't know. So the whole, I guess I can kind of see that because they kind of tagged in the back, like it kind of came out of the blue that oh yeah she. So basically, it was that this one town had a wonderful, big, huge vaudeville uh, theater on an island. And, you know, when vaudeville went away, you know, they kind of went to crumbles and whatever. And so then they kind of back at, like in the back half of the movie, like in the, like the last act, they, they shoehorn in that, oh, she lived at the theater. And that's where all the dolls are, and that's where you have to go. And that didn't make any sense at all. Anybody who's anyone knows, no, you didn't live at a theater if you were a vaudeville person. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, you go through a town. And I even think that would be creepier if there was always, like, somebody missing in one of the towns, you know, after her act went through. But they didn't take advantage of that. Instead, they had her living in the back of the theater, which no one did. And it had the back of the theater um, in her room was like a big massive like two-story wall and that's where all the dolls were and like if you did live in a theater meaning you know you someone who worked the set or you know you worked in the house those people did live in the theaters and they were just tiny little bullshit rooms not these interesting lofts so yeah the fact that you get to it to the catwalk mm-hmm. like the skywalk was that was also strange yeah. um also listeners the catwalk that you get to where she lives Mm -hmm. or lived basically when you go through the door it turns into the Suspiria hallway yeah those of you have seen Suspiria I have not it's just like this long hallway with like curtains that are always blowing it reminded me a little bit of um if I was watching Twin Peaks and like the color was real dark like it was real let down real low uh I would say this you would the real MVP of this movie was is whoever designed and built that theater it is impractical it could, would never have been real but it looked so it cool looked so cool like it, it was did. built on stilts and yeah like it, so it wasn't even like on an island it they was built it in the middle of the lake yeah that's what we're meant to believe or, right well i guess there's rocks out front it's some but but it's like it's supported falls through. directly into the water yeah, yeah. I don't know how that it's happened. It's so fucking cool looking. It's it looks like um, <laughs> it's so cool looking. It looks like it was meant to be like 
the White Tower of, you know, the Tower of London. Uh, you know what you're... Like, but just smaller. You know what it reminds me of? What? It's like the best uh, mm-hmm. staged, like, what's what I'm looking for? It's like the best repurposed stage build, like, bad guy fort since uh, Lost Boys. When they built that, like, underground bunker. It's like, this used to be a hotel. And oh, like, yeah. It. It's kind of like that. It's like this old theater that's fallen apart, but she still lives there. Like, it, it gave, that part gave me Lost Boy vibes. I'm just, I like, we like old theaters. This movie was full of massive, huge plot. For, like, what, what decade did this take place? Because in the same time that the mortician is using an old, like, Come here, look, John. I ain't time to see. Come here, I'll type camera with the big flash bulb. Donnie Wahlberg has a cell phone. Um, he, oh. what's his face is dri- the protagonist is driving like a Corvair. Ryan Quentin. It's just it's all over the place uh, as far as timing. Another thing I noticed. It's a weird. I, I kind of want to know if this was Donnie Wahlberg's choice. But why is he always shaving? That is so, yeah. He's like always got this like 80s Norelco battery powered razor. It made me feel like going to town. He tried to turn it into, oh, this is one of those private investigators. And you know, like that kind of rough on the edges look. And it instead made him look an idiot. And he had this weird porn stash. And every single thing, I mean, he keeps referring to the one dummy as state's evidence but he it, it, he's holding it and everyone's playing with it and it was never you know bagged and tagged and put away and then another time he digs up and totally desecrates an entire graveyard all while looking for evidence mm-hmm. um the dead wife's family is never part of the equation at all it's wild wild yeah and i would say acting wise Donnie Wahlberg is the weak link in this movie. Yes, he is. Like, he is trying so hard to be, like, a tough, like a... That he comes across as foolish. Yeah, that you're just like, well, this guy's a fucking idiot. Tool egg. Like, he's trying so hard to be Bogart, and I... Yeah. That doesn't play to his strengths. No. No, it does not. No, it does not. I've seen him in other things where he kind of plays tougher, and he's a little more believable. I don't know what it is. There's something about him in this movie that I just don't believe. I agree. Like, and I don't know if it's. I don't think it's because he's trying to be tough. I think it's because he's trying to be like smart, and (laughs) and he is not that. I don't know. I I won't say smart. Like, like wisecracky. He's like all the time trying to crack like these jokes, and that just doesn't work for him. And I'm. Mm -mm, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. I totally agree. So what, what do you do? You, what do you think the layers of this movie? Do you think there's anything underneath? Just not at all. Scariness. No, I think this was supposed to be, a, a, like you said, an interesting take because you do have a, an interesting story there of if you have a uh, ventriloquist who's part of a vaudevillian circuit and children seem to go missing after her act and. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she has um, 
they go to where she, you know, when she finally died after vaudeville, you know, and maybe if it was like a beat up trailer and it was just full of dolls, like that would have been much more creepy to me. So they stop writing movies, I want to see. Okay. Like the idea of like going in with like the dark paneling and it just being like all your grandma's dolls. Like, okay, I can't do this. That is scarier to me than this very return to Oz, the hall of heads you know what I mean? Dorothy. Right. That's what that reminded me of, which was cool, but and it was a neat effect, but it was it totally took me out of everything. I, I, this movie strikes me as it was I've never I've not read the script, but it strikes me as it was a bigger script and then they said, "Hey, you have to fit everything into these sets." Maybe. And you cannot go out of them unless it's outside. Okay. Um, and then they shot in Canada, so yeah. depending on what time of the year they shot, they probably didn't have a lot of like comfortable outside time. Maybe. So I don't know. I think the thing that plays well about this movie and kind of the, there is an undercurrent theme, every town has one of these, or every like area, right? Has what? Has like a local like a legend? Local legend about, you know, you can see her walking down the highway in her bloody gown. Or if you go, like Parkersburg, West Virginia has the one about... The Mothman. No, uh, no, that's... (laughs) Point Pleasant. Yeah, Point Pleasant. But Parkersburg has the thing about there's an angel statue. I'm going to get this wrong, but to my my best knowledge... Okay. There's like an angel statue in a cemetery. And if you go to it at the middle of the night on a full moon and like touch it or something, it helps you get pregnant... Interesting. It's, every place has these weird, like, local folktale legends that are always, like, somewhat scary mm-hmm. to crazy scary. I think Like, the, closest, the large Marge sent me thing, like... Maybe the closest we have, where I came from, I mean, just everyone has a Jersey Devil story. There's you always, know, there's, yeah, there's, there's always something a like monster, that. or... And I, I think that's why this movie has any legs underneath it at all because it has that your hometown folklore vibe because i didn't know that was a vibe it is because there i mean i won't say every single town like has one but there's always like the region has Mm -hmm. one it seems like i would say you know every yeah for sure there's there's a lot of weirdness in new jersey stories and this person disappeared and people start spinning these tales and i think that's what this movie is I get it. Right? Yeah. A personification of uh, your local town, little gossip, or not gossip, but whatever happened to story. And I think if you could read anything into this movie beyond, like, stew interference, Mm -hmm. it's the idea of how powerful these stories are when we really lean into them and believe them. Okay. Because Mary Shaw can't hurt you unless you scream and show you're afraid of her. Like, she can't do shit to you otherwise, right? Right. That's, like, the, I, I that's you, the deal. He literally at one point falls uh, off the rafters down, and he just cover, holds his mouth holds his mouth closed so yeah. he doesn't scream. I mean, I told you, I was like, why don't you just put tape over your mouth? And then, and then just you're go good to go. Deal with it. And then even if she scared the shit out of you. You, you can't scream. scream. You'd be like, dang. But, this yeah. movie does not follow the Arkov formula, does it? Do you think? Let's see. So if we were using the acronym ARKOFF, A-R-K-O-F-F, based on the exploitation producer 
who uh, used it to explain a good movie. Samuel Zierkoff. What's the Z stand for? Nothing. Nothing. It just made it sound cooler. <laughs> kind of like Ulysses S. Grant. The S stands for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so A, action. Is there action in this movie? This movie has a really cool cold open. I, yes, I would agree. It does a good job. Yes. It, right off the bat, it, it gets a little and creepy pretty quick. Spoiler alert. It starts with the murder of a pregnant woman. Well, she's like you, you have to infer. Correct. Pregnant. You have to infer she's pregnant. This is, is this a revolutionary idea? What do you, I mean, the idea, ventriloquist dummies have always been kind of weird. The idea of them coming to life. I think there was some. I can't think of another monster in movies that kills you via scream. I can't. That sounds to me like, mm, no, not really. There is an episode of Buffy. You know, where it's everything is silent and that makes it so much scarier. Um, nah, but you're right. I think they okay, so we'll give it revolutionary K for killing, yes. Uh, oratory, are we going unless we're saying that the nursery rhyme, Beware of Mary Shawl, I will something say about dolls for a guy, especially Lee Winnell, who gave us everything in Saul, Insidious, um. The Conjuring films, uh, The Invisible Man. This movie has a lot of bland ass dialogue, and I don't know if it's because they were running short on time and they were just you know trying or, to. It was the actors, but the dialogue's not. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's a lot of oratory. Fantasy and forty. So fantasy, yes, we have dolls come into life. We have spirits. We have uh, a lot of suspension of disbelief. Fornication? Not really. Mm-hmm. Not at all. There's kind of a cute little smoocheroonie at the beginning, but that's not even... So there's no fornication. There's no oratory. So, yeah, action, revolutionary killing. All right, so we've got five out of the six. That's not too bad. Is there any trivia with this movie? It came out... We know that there was some studio interference, and this is not the movie that the producers and writers originally wanted. We know that. But aside from that, was there anything memorable? How would the cast remember this film? Um, there's not a whole... So, the scene where he finds all the dolls, 101 dolls, one of the dolls hidden in the cases, Right. if you look very carefully, is the, the little doll from Saul. Because they oh, were, Jigsaw. They were coming off of that. Okay, kind of um, like if you're watching uh, the Senate... When Jar Jar Binks is talking in that one movie, you know, there's Kermit the Frog in one of them. You know, there's uh, ETs. Yeah, there's all different kinds of. So there's two different versions of the Mary Shaw poem. I think we talked about this at the front. I think we did, yes. So we'll skip that. Okay. Um, Would you watch this again? I want. Now, we did watch this with the teenager, and this was a movie that held his interest more than others. And, you know, we've talked about that before. We judge based on how many times he puts the phone down. In this case, it was the phone and the DS. And I would say for a good, (laughs) maybe third, two-thirds of the movie, he put that phone DS down. And then he'd pick it up when he was scared. But even then, he was still kind of watching. So I think this would be a fun movie to watch with your teenager. It's not too, too scary. It's not too, too gory. But it's super creepy. You know what I mean? That's what I would call it. This movie is creepy. Both, Especially, yeah. I don't have a thing with dolls. Uh, it's not something that, that that 
scares me. But if you're someone who does have that as a fear, this would be terrifying for sure. Because there's a lot of very subtle uh, doll movement in the background. What about you? Would you watch this again? I've seen it. I'll probably watch it again eventually. I think it's probably the weakest film well, we that, knew they, that going they, in. the creators did together. Yeah. Um, it's got its up points. I think in the win column, Mary Shaw is pretty fucking creepy. Like every yeah. time she shows up, it's it's weird. The dolls are creepy, but she especially at the end when you start seeing her and she's like moving around, she's terrifying. Well. Like she's terrifying. Um, the dialogue and then the the human living characters are kind of weak. Yeah, they at least so, they have stuff to be desired. This movie's a bit of a mixed bag. Agreed, but I don't know. I'd like it. What are we doing next? So next oh. week is our uh oh the end of the month. Are we already at the end of the month? The end of the month. Okay, so we've watched Dolls, Magic, Dead Silence, and Chucky. Or Child's Play. I'm going to go ahead and say Bottom is Dead Silence. Agreed. I'm at four on Dead Silence. Then Dolls, then Child's Play, and then Magic at the top. What about you? Okay. You're going to put Child's Play like as number one. We agree. I just knew you. We agree on one of them. Okay, go. Which one do we agree uh, on? I'm, a, I'm with you on four with Dead Silence. I think Dead Silence has some good scary moments, but I think overall it's the weakest of the four films we Totally watched. agree. Uh, that being said, I'll go three would be magic. Okay. I like wow. it. Wow. I, I like it a lot. It. I, I know, I know. And it's more tailored to your taste than to my taste. Fair. Um... I'm going to go just be after this rewatch two Child's Play and one Dolls. I had loved so dolls. much dolls fun. Dolls was a lot of fun. On the Dolls rewatch. It was it was such a bad movie, but it was a bad movie that was done in that way where it's fun. Does that you know what I mean? The way that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. The way that so many of those kind of 80s movies are. Like, it's so bad that it's good. I will, I'll say this. I went, I'm judging this on the criteria of happy. not what is the best movie, but which one I liked more and would rewatch the I soonest. think that's probably the best way to go. Right. If we're talking just, like, the quality of the film and how good it was, I would probably go Child's Play 1 and Magic 2. But we're not. But right now, of the films we watched this month, the only one I feel like I kind of want to rewatch is Dolls. Fair. I would watch Magic again, and I would watch Dolls again. So, but yeah, those are our two. Okay, so next month, going into February, Valentine's Day. What are we doing? All right, Uh, this movie, the the, uh, I think we talked about it a second ago. Dead Silence was made in Canada. Correct. And that's the theme we're continuing into February. We're going to do a little smattering of Canadian movies, of Canadian horror films. Okay. And we're gonna kick it off keep with going. <laughs> we're gonna kick it off with a movie called Pin. P I N or P E I N. P I N Pin. Now that might change by the time we get to next week. And, and here's the reason. Why? Pin is P-I-N. not streaming anywhere. Oh, One. well then how will all of our fans watch Two, it? Two, it has never gotten a Blu-ray release. It so has it's only a DVD on release okay. that is going for like $70 on Amazon right now. That being wow. said, I really want to watch this movie with you. 
it is currently in its full length on YouTube. On Pornhub. Oh, okay. So, unless that were to change, we're going to watch Pin next week via YouTube. When did it come out? Uh, God, I think like the late 70s? Okay. The early 80s? Okay. All right, then I don't feel too bad watching it, you know, for fruit year, that sort of a thing. All no, right. It's, it's, it's like a movie that is really, I like it, and I think it's fucked up. And it's and super Canadian. And it's very Canadian. Well, they're not like dumping maple It's not like taking each other. place in Letter Kenny or something. But. I would love that. I just don't know why there's not a proper release. And I, I really want to watch this movie. Okay. So. Well then, until next week. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Yay, we love you.